We're going to move forward with a new sermon series beginning on today. And we're going to be calling this Living with Purpose and Vision. Living with Purpose and Vision. We can easily just squander our days, squander our times because it's like, you know, I just want to relax today. Okay, fine. Relax today. But what about tomorrow? What are your plans for tomorrow? What do you plan on doing a week from now, a month from now? What is your plan? What is your vision? And what is your purpose? Purpose is one's intentions or their objective. What is your intent? What do you plan on doing with your life? Economically, socially, spiritually, physically. What do you plan on doing with your life? And vision is the ability to think about or to plan the future with imagination or wisdom. The ability to think about or to plan your future with imagination or wisdom. So now let us understand we want to put the two of these together and we want to live a life. We want to plan it with imagination and wisdom. Imagination and wisdom and looking unto the hills from whence cometh our help. Amen? Come on, y'all. Work with me on today. So just remember this, that we cannot do everything on our own. We can do some things. We say, oh, I can tie my shoes. I don't need a whole lot of help tying my shoes. I don't need no help brushing my teeth. I can do that on my own. But there are many things in life that we just need help with. Can we agree with that? Some things I just need help with. If there is a leak in my shower, I mean, maybe underneath the sink, I might be able to do something. But if there's a leak somewhere in my plumbing, I'm going to call a plumber. I'm not getting underneath the sink. And I'm definitely not getting underneath my house. I don't go under anybody's house. If there is something wrong with my cars, cars are so sophisticated now. Really, all you can do is take it to somebody and let them change the oil. You can put air in the tires. You can change the wiper blades, but they are so complex. So I have to get a mechanic. And definitely at that time of the year, when somebody is knocking on my door and they want to know, what do you pay? I'm not filling out my taxes. I have to go and get me an accountant. But imagine this. We're trying to go somewhere and think for a moment. Do you need any help staying right where you are? You can sit right there all day by yourself. And you don't need any help. But if you want to go anywhere, you're going to need some help to get there. If you plan on going anywhere in your life, using wisdom and having a purpose You're going to need somebody to help you get there. So let's imagine we're going to take a trip. We're going to California. Who wants to go to California? Anybody want to go to California? So there are several ways we can get to California. Maybe we want to take a Greyhound bus. Maybe we want to get on Amtrak. If any of you have ever taken a train ride, it's beautiful. It's pleasant. It's relaxing. Or maybe you need to be there in a hurry. So let's call Delta. Let's call United. But think about going to California. There are several ways to get there. And you can choose whichever way you want to get there, but you may need some help. But when it comes to heaven, heaven is not like California. You cannot choose how you get there. We cannot choose how we get to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, 
the truth and what? The life. No one, no man comes to the Father but by me. So in order to get to the Father, we've got to have vision. We've got to have purpose. And so we're talking about today, location, location, location. Come on, y'all. Say it with me. Location, location, location. And anybody who knows anything about business knows location is everything. I want to take a moment right now to give a special shout out to the Wingate Hotel. Amen? Come on, y'all. Y'all remember where we started from? The Wingate Hotel. <laughs> Pastor Rob Huffman and Bridge Church. Amen. Let's give it up for them as well. They supported us, helped us through some very tough times. But we thank God for where we are right now because we are in a very strategic location. Amen. Amen. And, and I thank God, Pastor Wendy and I thank God for each and every one of you who stuck with us through them two o'clock services. And I'm thinking right now, I would be missing the Dallas Cowboys, the Redskins, and everybody else playing at two o'clock. I get tired of recording TV shows. But it's about location, location, location. Let's see what the scripture says. In Genesis, beginning in chapter one, and I'm, I'm going to take you on a little journey right here. Genesis chapter one, it says, in the beginning, who created the heavens and the earth? Verse two. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of. Come on, y'all help me. And the spirit of was hovering over with waters. Three and said, let there be light, and there was light. And then I'm going to jump down to verse 6. And said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate the water from the waters. And so all throughout chapter 1, the Bible says, and God said, let there be light. And God said, let there be a separation between the waters of the waters and separated the lands and he created the firmament. He created the fish and everything. And the Bible says, and God, and God, and God said. So who is God? Who is God? In this name, the God, the name God is used is Elohim. Elohim. He is the creator, the sustainer, and the judge of the world. He is the sustainer, sustainer, the creator, and the judge of the world. Think about all that he has done in chapter 1. He was the creator, and he sustained everything he created. Amen? But let's go back to verse 1. Let's go back to verse 1. It says, verse 1. In the beginning. In the beginning. So when is the beginning? It was the beginning when God was? Was that the beginning? No. Because the Bible says in the Psalms. 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 Where is it? I'm finding. Okay, here it is. Your throne is established from old. You are everlasting. You are from everlasting. So God always was. 
So in the beginning was when God decided to start creation. That's why we can look at rocks and we can look at trees and say, look at these fossils. And they are millions and millions of years old. But in the beginning, when God decided to create, he is Elohim at this point. Y'all follow me? So now, all the way through chapter 1 and beginning into chapter 2. In chapter 2, chapter 2, verse 3, it says, and then God, who? blessed the seventh day and he made it holy because on it he rested from all the works that he had created from what he had done and verse four says this this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created when the what the what the lord god made the heavens and the earth has he changed He was God in chapter 1. Now he's Lord. No, he hasn't changed what God has done. He has added to himself. He has added for himself because even God has vision. God has, and does God not have purpose? He has always existed with vision and for purpose, and he wants us to to, uh, grab hold of the same principles. So who is this Lord in chapter 2? The letters Y-H-W-H. These these words were so sacred they could not be pronounced. But now he is sovereign, strength, and power. And if any of you, we're not going to, we're going to talk about this on Thursdays, all right? We're not going to talk about this today. But I want to go somewhere with this. God has now changed Or should I say God is now added to himself from just being Elohim, a sustainer, to now he's a and a creator. Now he's showing his she's showing sovereignty, strength and power. He is so strong that now he has added to himself because of his vision and with purpose. Now I want to show you all. And this is where I'm going with all of this. I want to show you a video. Watch this video for just a few minutes. Amen. Did y'all, did y'all see that? Y'all saw all of that? Now understand if, if you all kind of paid attention, and I'm not trying to put you down, but notice the shepherd stood and he called his sheep. He called his sheep. I, I didn't know sheep could run that fast. But even as the sheep began to gather around the shepherd, he continued to call and they continued to come. Everybody's not going to come all at the same time. Not everyone is so enthused about what the shepherd has to offer. And I know we, we've heard all these stories about sheep. But one thing I learned is that a shepherd cannot continue. He cannot lead his sheep from the middle of the flock. Flock. He can stand in the midst of them and feed them. But in order to lead his sheep, he has to go out in front. 
He has to be out in front. But notice that even as some sheep came to him, some sheep left. Not all of them are going to stay because they cannot see the vision and the purpose. So I want to bring this, try to bring this together so in a way that you can understand. In order for us to get anywhere, we can stay where we are all by ourselves. But if we're going to get anywhere, we need some help. Now, first there was God, Elohim, the creator. But now he's added to himself and he has called himself Lord. He is so high and, and, and it's like I'm thinking about how dumb sheep can be. But God refers to us as sheep, not in a way to insult us, but to say, as he told in Isaiah, my ways are not your ways. And my thoughts are not your thoughts. I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm not saying you're ignorant. I'm saying I'm thinking on a whole nother level. And if you could see what I would see and what I can see now, you wouldn't be going the way you're going. So let's look forward. And while we're looking back. Looking forward, there was a man in the Bible named David. And David looked back on a <laughs> David looked back and David said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Psalms 23, verse 1. He says, The Lord, the one who's added to himself, he was already existing. He was already there, but at some point he decided to create the heavens and the earth. And who is he that he's mindful of me? But now, not my brothers, not my daddy, not my uncles, but the Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want. I shall not want. One thing about a shepherd a shepherd will never deny his sheep the ability to graze. That's fundamental. We all have to eat. We all have to eat at some time. And the shepherd will never stop you from eating. The Lord is my shepherd. We have to have some kind of guidance. We have to have some kind of guidance. So I want to ask you this first question. We say the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. My first question is this. Where are you now? Where are you right now? Somebody would easily say, I'm an open altar worship center. No. Not where are you now? Back in the early 90s when I decided, you know, I, I need to really do need to go to college to be more competitive while I was on active duty. That was one of the things they looked at. And I would take a class. And then I would take this long break and I would think, where am I right now? Am I trying to improve myself? Am I trying to be more competitive? Am I trying to get to the next level? Am I doing what I need to do? I'm right here. I'm with the Lord because the Lord is my shepherd. I'm not even going to try to imitate this guy. It, it just touched me just to hear him call his sheep. My second point is this. Where are you going? Where are you going? Most people, when, when they start a job, 
we get a little excited. It's like, man, I, I got a new job. So they take you through maybe some type of orientation, however long that might be. It might be a couple of hours, might be a couple of weeks. But at some point, you want to learn the skills, you want to learn the craft, and you want to be productive. Do you not? You want to be a part of the team. You're producing a product. Maybe it's something you can touch, or like me, I work with electricity, but you're still producing a product. You want to go to work. But the Lord said, but David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. As soon as we get the mindset that he is my shepherd, the first thing we have to understand is God is telling us, you shall not want. But in verse 2, he says what? He makes me to lie down in green pastures. So the first day on the job, he's telling you, all right, everybody in the break room. Well, hey, let's go to work. He's like, no, I'm your shepherd. I'm the boss. I'm going to make you lie down. Well, we've got numbers. We've got quotas we've got to meet. He's like, no, I'm the boss. You need to understand that. I'm the one who's in control. But, Lord, what? If I don't produce, I don't get a paycheck. But guess what? I'm your shepherd. And if you do what I tell you to do, and you follow my instructions specifically, not generally, specifically, at the end of two weeks, you'll get your paycheck. Y'all follow me? So the first thing he's telling us is, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Because we know that sheep don't like to drink from moving water. Everything's got to be still. Otherwise, you know, it's like, hey, what happened? What's moving? Because they have a tendency to put their heads down too far and they drown. But the Lord wants us to understand, where are you going? Where Where are you going? If you follow me, I'll make you lie down. But what about everything else, Lord, that's going on? I'm telling you, you got to lie down. You have got to lie down. How many of us are standing up? um, I'm trying to think of the movie. Oh, it's an old movie. I remember seeing it. Um, Silver Streak, a movie with Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder. Y'all don't remember that. But in any way, this person shows up. It was actually Richard Pryor. He shows up in the middle of this gunfight, and he's like, He's standing up. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? They had to pull him down because he was about to get shot. And we want to stand up and say, hey, Lord, what's going on? He's like, oh, I'm telling you, you need to lay down. You about to get shot. You about to get taken out of here. Not physically shot. But you've got to you've got to trust me. You have got to trust me. And I'm almost done. My last point is this. First of all, where where are you now? Where are you financially? Where are you socially, spiritually, financially? And then where are you going? And then finally, from where you're going, how do you plan to get there? How do you plan on getting to wherever you need to get? And so in verse 3, the second part, says he leads me beside the still waters. He leads me beside the still waters. And and I'm not hearing a whole lot of amens, but 
I know what the Lord is trying to tell his people. Let me be your shepherd. The world is going to try to take advantage of you because, yes, we are like sheep. He said, be wise as serpent, yet harmless as doves. But if you let me be your shepherd, you won't want for anything. You won't lack for anything. Did y'all get anything out of this? Okay. I need a volunteer, preferably a woman. Pastor Wayne. She's not my volunteer. I need a volunteer up here. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Now, we talked about having vision and purpose and location, location, location. So, in the location part is, where are you now? Do, you, do we know where we are now? Hold on just a second, Pastor. Can you come up, please? Now, give me a, can you give me a C? Give me a note. It doesn't matter. Just a, just a one light, just a one note. Okay. Now, every time I say note, I want you just to hit that note. Note. Okay. Note sustain. Note. Okay. Now, is the Lord your shepherd? And you shall not want. Now, I want you to picture your life as a dance. Use your spiritual imagination, your life, or excuse me, your life as a song. Is your life a song, do you think? Your life is a song. Okay, don't get too deep on it. <laughs> so I want you to start dancing your life slowly and very uh, melodically, I guess, if, if that's the word. So, start dancing your life. Note. 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 Okay, stop right there. Now, notice how you kind of struggled with the dance. Why? Because there was something missing. Because our life is like a song, but it's kind of hard to dance, really, without music. And people are watching us, and people are watching us in locations and locations and locations because they see us as one thing in church. They see us as one thing at work, and oh, they see you with something totally different behind the wheel of a car. Or when the line gets long at Walmart, or when your order is not being prepared right at the restaurant, they're looking at you in locations, locations, locations. And so all you're showing them is, nope, over here, nope, nope. But what God is saying is, you need to stop playing notes, and you need to start playing that song. Now dance. Your life. Your life is a song. So no matter where you go, 
there is a song about your life that you're living and you're not just playing a note your life is a song and no matter where you go people are hearing the same music at your house at the game at the little league soccer field everywhere you go location 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 you can say the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters your life is a song stop playing notes and start playing chords and dance before the Lord because people are watching us amen are they not watching us Thank you.